0: podcast glad to have you with us i'm cassidy and as always i'm joined by my lovely co-host Ed. hey guys we are back this week with the final installment of our dr thorne series Discussion um, we've been...
1: series whatever yeah.
0: yes <laughs> um for those who maybe haven't listened to the older episodes we've been following some weird version which is i think the uk release which did three episodes I think so. um And, yeah, in in the States and maybe in other parts of the world, um, the show was released on Amazon Prime, which did a four-part series. Um, So, yeah, I think there was some stuff that was missing from the Mm -hmm. version that we watched for this. (laughs) Mm-hmm. but we've both seen the complete show and um I think if it wasn't obvious from all our ranting and raving in previous episodes we really enjoyed it so we do highly recommend it so yes do give it absolutely a time, like, like period pieces
1: absolutely exactly what I was gonna say if you guys are into period pieces at all like we are you would totally thoroughly enjoy this it's fun it's a lot of fun basically
0: yeah go on Cass. and I think too there's something very simplistic about period pieces like absolutely. they don't necessarily always have like a super complex or deep mm, story agreed. but they're really entertaining and um in a weird I, don't, mood, I don't know yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I, think, I agree with you I think the more I watch period pieces the more I'm just like this is just some like Victorian fan fiction type thing where it's just you know right? some person writing about two characters yeah. falling in love and it's like a slow burn or like I don't know, the Victorian or like Regency equivalent of like coffee shop use. <laughs> I don't <even laughs> no, know.
1: I think here's the thing, right? I have,
0: because I think uh, I've it. seen something like this on Tumblr. I don't know
1: if I could call this a meme or just some kind of text post that people wrote about how authors write different versions of the same couple falling in love together in different circumstances. And I'm a sucker for that. It's just, it's just that, pretty much. Yeah. That's what this seems like. And it's fun it's fun to see and
0: watch but yeah go on it's a lot of fun it's like I said I think it's just it's it's a simple usually the stories are pretty simplistic they're not super complicated and there's just something really nice about watching a really simple kind of romance unfold in front of your eyes for three to four episodes couple of hours like um as much as like the really deep complex movies are great like there's just something nice every now and then about watching oh, yeah. a piece of like, agree it's just absolutely because <laughs> they either can't or society tells them they shouldn't and then um watching them like work through that and like end up together anyway so yeah it's um, sweet yeah it is yeah Um, and I know also like this I think I mean I know people had certain expectations going in because the show or at least this version I don't know if there's other like tv shows or movies based on the novel but this particular version was written by Julian Fellows who of course did Downton Abbey so I know a Mm -hmm. lot of people had certain expectations going in um, and I think uh, at least I've spoken to people who were a little bit disappointed that it wasn't quite like Downton but I actually liked it better than Downton <laughs> um but that's just me I'm sometimes I'm, I have weird tastes but um I just thought it was something different and, and nice and so yes all of this to say like <laughs> we've been attempting to very badly if you haven't seen it do give it a chance um I don't know where it's available anymore because I think at least Amazon Prime in the States seem to have taken it down. Mm. But I believe it's still available on the Google Play Store. Um, Yeah, Google Google Movies
1: and TV I think it's it's probably on there. Yeah, I think it is.
0: Yeah, so it's still available in some places. And I think like Voodoo or some streaming service has it. Mm -hmm. But we think it's worth watching at any rate. (laughs) I agree. So yeah, if you guys and would like to help but um yeah this is our final episode uh, and we are very excited to get into it so um before we do of course spoiler warning slash disclaimer this older series like it came out 2018 2017 2016 so, um, yeah yeah somewhere there about so it's been a minute since it released but as with any of you haven't seen it because we tend to ramble about everything <laughs> we'll probably be spoiling you so um just keep that in mind if you do choose to listen and as always thank you very much for listening we really do appreciate it
1: we absolutely do appreciate it because any because it's really cool that you guys um take the time out of your day to listen to the two of us rave and rant about these things. Uh, it's really cool to see that we do have a little bit of an audience and we thank you for that. We we really appreciate you. So let's talk about where we left these characters off, right? Because um, we basically left uh, Frank and Mary at a pivotal moment. They've basically, they finally, you know, agreed that yes okay we're engaged we're going to get married kind of thing frank has basically told his parents that uh i don't care about what happens to greshamsbury unfortunately i will not i'll work if i have to but I am i can't marry for money is what he says and it's a nice thing it's a really sweet proposal it's it's they're just happy and everything but lady arabella has not quit her ways yet, which is what we'll discuss in a little bit. There's also the matter of Louis Scatcherd, who is a little bit of a dick. Um, a,
0: a lot. <laughs> yes, but uh-huh. I'm
1: not to make excuses for him, but he's not had the easiest upbringing. Uh, but let's talk about that in a bit as well. Um, and. Again, there's also the thing with Gus and Mr. Gazebee going on. She's trying, after what happened with Moffat, she's trying to deal with that. And she thinks she might like Gazeby. Let's talk about all of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think um, la- the last episode or the last series, um, series, the last um, set of, of scenes that we discussed mm-hmm. for lack of a better term was pretty pivotal because frank and mary ultimately acknowledged their feelings for each other and agreed to get married um agreed means i very formal but they both decided that like they were like they had accepted their love for each other which i think mary was a little bit reluctant to do based on her upbringing and her position and they finally um you know agreed like we're gonna do this who cares what happens type thing and that was a big deal for them yeah but like you said unfortunately as much as I think Lady Arabelle would like Frank to be happy she Mm -hmm. doesn't think this is the way to do it especially Mm -hmm. because in this particular scenario Frank choosing Mary and agreeing to marry her is kind of like or I think it's, it's, she gets the feeling that he's choosing her over his family and, of course, over prioritizing his happiness and um, his family's happiness. But, of course, you know, really, Frank is, is prioritizing his happiness because Mary is who makes him happy. And Lady Arabella has, like, this weird idea that it's, like, Frank's duty to save the estate and he secretly mm. wants that. He just doesn't know it because Mary is, yeah. like, bewitched I him
1: or whatever. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, and so Which it's a weird. Sort of weird thing where it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say Lady Arabella is like an abusive mother, but she definitely has some strange ideas, and she does cross some lines that well, I if I were her kid, I would be like, no, like we're we need to talk about this because this is not yeah. this is not right.
1: No, <laughs> I agree I think, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think also uh, during those times, it was probably at least in i guess in, in the upper class it was not something that was talked about very much like i guess there was like an unspoken rule that as the a son or as the eldest especially if you were a son it was your duty to like do certain things for your family mm. and if you prioritized your happiness over that um, you were considered it, weird or Turkish. unnatural yeah. for
1: doing yeah. so exactly
0: yeah. right and she
1: says as much Lady (laughs) Arabella tells him as much too uh which is kind of like I find it I find that sad because I mean it's a hard decision for anybody I do not think Frank took it lightly because I think he's absolutely thought this through a million times and he's even admitted even to Mary that uh, not to Mary I think he admitted this to Dr. Thorne but he said my mother sent me away so that I could forget Mary and I tried but it didn't work basically that's what he said and it's not like both of them didn't try it's just that they it, it didn't it was it, they, they liked each other too much it's, it just yeah. it, it didn't make sense
0: yeah yeah it's not something that you can like turn off like you can not exactly. just turn off your feelings especially if exactly. you're you know that into somebody and I love that yeah. um when Frank had asked Dr. Thorne and like you said he was explaining this whole thing about being sent away and really trying yeah. and he's like I'm in too deep I can't yeah like I can't just, I, I just can't be with anybody else mm-hmm. because like Mary's the only person I think about so um it it was just really sweet to kind of see that despite all these different obstacles that were getting in their way, they ultimately kind of acknowledged that like, yeah, you're my person. And I know we've been trying to like avoid this, but um, we're going to get married anyway, because we love each other too much. And I just thought it was really sweet. So it was,
1: (laughs) it absolutely was. I, I love that. I love that. Uh, but just what I loved about the end of the last episode, like the, that was like, I, I was, it, it makes you happy for them, right? But then that's it what, does, it, it's, that. but then you see Lady Arabella scheming and plotting to make things worse. And I'm like, no, don't do this. This is your child. You can't do this. It's like,
0: and like yeah, you said, she like crosses the some lines. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it's like, that's her son. and And again, I don't think she's, trying to be abusive or like she's trying to be mean-spirited but I think she just assumes that what she wants is also what Frank wants he just Mm -hmm. hasn't acknowledged it yet like he just doesn't know it and it's like she really just wants like the estate to be saved the family to like just have the same social standing that they've always had and enjoy the life that they've always had and she thinks the only way to do that is for Frank to marry money Mm -hmm. and it's like you know having a rich or like having a wealthy estate isn't everything like you could be perfectly happy with a smaller amount of money and and he says as much too he he says as
1: much as well he's like if i have to find work as a lumberjack i'll still do it and i'll deal i'll deal with the consequences but i won't marry for money which is like cool Props to you for standing your ground, man. That's That's, all I can say. That's one
0: of the things that, like, I admire so much about, like, this show because it really kind of shows, like, some of the stuff that we don't always get to see in period pieces or maybe just the period pieces I've seen where it's just, Mm -hmm. like, you know, a guy and a girl are, like, um, like, they clearly are, are attracted to each other they just yeah. refuse to act on it or like they can't act on it and then you know somebody senses that and tries to like talk them out of it and yeah. Like, oh yeah you know we shouldn't do this or we can't do this and um Mary does kind yeah, of do a little bit of that in the yeah, show but I would Frank say they're like, not no.
1: valid reasons they kind of
0: are not, for the time
1: for the time period the time, but it's also yeah, yeah, like no
0: but like it, it's, yeah. you don't always see somebody I think have the same sort of conviction that Frank has where he's oh, like I no, agree um, Want. Like, I'm going to and, like sure. the thing that I loved, which I think we mentioned when we did episode one, was like, I just loved that Frank was so open about it. He's like, Yeah, I yeah. should marry you, of course. And it's just like, Oh, like right off the bat, like,
1: <laughs> I, the that same. was pretty
0: cool. Um, yeah, it was just, I, I just loved that. But yeah, yeah, no, going back to Lady Arabella, she she crossed some lines. And if I were her son, I would have been like, No, we need to have a talk because <laughs> this isn't gonna fly,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are absolutely right about Lady Arabella because I think, yeah, we re- I think we sound repetitive when we say she's crossed some lines here, but it's absolutely true. And we'll talk about that. But let's also not forget the situation that Louis Scatcherd is in, because, uh, again, he's a little bit of a dick, right? But he and he's made it pretty clear that he was interested in Mary and Mary refused him. And... I find it really weird that he said that she led him on. And I'm like, dude, where? Where did she lead you on? She never expressed any interest in you in the first place. But then all of this leads him to resent Frank and the Greshams altogether. And he takes into account that the Greshams are in his debt and that he is, and he is fully aware of his capacity to basically evict them and which is what he plans on doing so let's talk about that as well
0: yeah I think I mean earlier you talked about how even though Louis is a bit of a dick it's a little bit hard to like yeah. blame it entirely on him because no, I a agree. lot of it is related to the circumstances of his birth but mm. um, I do think that that kind of affected how he like just I think w- he just exacerbated my, the
1: whole situation uh, like you
0: said yeah because yeah i think like the thing the thing with his dad was sir roger was kind of like the rags to riches story where he like mm-hmm. started off pretty poor um and then you know he came into a lot of money and then got all like accumulated all this wealth and then became yep. a baron and he worked his way up and and you know earned all of that but luby was just kind of like born into this life of luxury so i think he kind of got used to like having things handed to him or like, mm. expecting things and i think you can kind of see that a little bit in his interactions with mary when especially like when he makes the comment about leading her on because it's like dude in no world has she like really led you on like she just spoke to you like that was the extent and if you count her talking and just like being polite as leading you on then like there's some issues but, yeah you have um,
1: issues man like yeah for sure
0: yeah i, agree. It, it, I don't know it was just, it was really funny that he was using such strong words or like phrases like you led me on and like this and that and um it it just again it was like she spoke to you she was polite Mm -hmm. yeah and that was it (laughs) but I think because so you like getting all these things and like you know just um like being handed things on a silver platter he just expected that like all or like any woman would chase after him but mary's not any woman and again she's been in love with frank for a good chunk of her life so i don't think she would just suddenly throw that all away to be with louis but that's something he hasn't learned yet and i think he just sees frank and he's like oh that's the competition like that's who she's going after and um i think that it makes him mad for a number of reasons because um i think so actually, I, I take it back. I said like a second ago that Louis was born into luxury. He wasn't because there's a bit where Lady Scatcherd talks about um, how when Sir Roger was in prison, in prison, she and she was, and, and I don't was,
1: think he knows about that because he because she's basically told him that his dad was away for quite some time, and <laughs> um, and she did explain that it was because of the Greshams' income uh, that they were th- that she earned an income by taking care of the Gresham kids which is how she was able to support this kid support Louis so it it isn't easy but then I think uh, Louis makes it very clear that he thinks that his mother preferred these kids over him which is kind of sad but that doesn't excuse his behavior I'd say what do you think of that
0: yeah, no, he definitely doesn't. But again, I think it's as annoying of a character or frustrating of a character he is. I think you do still kind of feel some sympathy towards him a because, bit. yeah. Um, he, I mean, when you when you look at the way Lady Scatchard reacts to seeing Frank for the first time, to yeah. like, um, see Louis for the first time, there's not too much of a difference. But also, if you've been away from your family for an extended period of time like presumably he's been in london for a good chunk of his life Mm -hmm. um and you know after um it's i think it's a little bit difficult to to blame him on that yeah um but like you said it doesn't um it doesn't excuse his actions at all like if you have asked a woman to marry you and she says no she doesn't know anything after that and you can't keep
1: for sure um,
0: you can't keep like pestering her about it so which
1: unfortunately he does even now because like he's basically invited himself to uh dinner at greshamsbury and he's staying with dr thorne for the time being and um and basically right now it's um and during this time uh he's basically making an attempt to win mary over all over again and he basically is like uh I think you'll reconsider and all these things which is really dumb I it's just what do you think of that because again I found it super creepy
0: it is very creepy like it's just again he's asked he has attempted to woo her she clearly was not receptive and so he kind of just needs to let it go but he's not really letting it go um it it just he just keeps attempting to like yeah get the girl and it's like, dude, mm-hmm. you you tried like a for effort, but move on. Like that you're in the realm of creepiness now. <laughs> but exactly. um I, I don't think he he realizes it. Um and so I think he's also just like very Determine, I think later in life you know after that kind of initial period of poverty he was like very used to I guess getting his way or, or just mm-hmm. having things handed to him having things go his way and so I think he thought this would be no different that you know he would ask a girl and um you know she would because he thinks he has a guess, lot to but- offer
1: yeah exactly <laughs> yeah
0: but it's also like all Mary has seen of him, like first of all, she met him very recently. She only met yeah. him when Sir Roger passed away, yeah. And you know, Louis came up like right before that, and so she doesn't know him that well. And all she's no. seen of him is just him drinking, him just being creepy, trying to like make oh, God, moves yeah. on her, yeah, um, being a little bit like flirtatious and like kind of teasing her, mm-hmm. and. I, I don't know about her specifically but like if that were me I would be like dude you're I'm like if you're attempting oh, sure. you're like
1: win me over you're failing miserably hours. like I'm yeah, telling it, you right now yeah you'd be the last um, in Elizabeth's words that you would be the last person on earth that I could marry basically that would be my line exactly. for that dude. <laughs>
0: I think I mean I would like to assume that if I were in that scenario that's what I would say but I would probably check it out and be like Mary and be like oh haha that's really nice but like no <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fair but I get what you're saying
0: yeah, uh, I think I think Mary Mary's better about it like she's very polite but I yeah. think she's also pretty like obviously not into Louis and, and she does attempt to shut him down politely yep. and kindly. Um but I feel like she she has more patience than I do. And if Agreed. I was in that situation and like a dude just kept on making advances, I'd be like, no, we're done. <laughs> like we're we're gonna end this right here. We're not gonna do this anymore. Yeah. Uh, but she was she was very polite about it. He so was, I think she was
1: <laughs> too kind for her own good, I feel like I absolutely I so, really yeah. agree. <laughs> Let's talk about the dinner at Greshamsbury because it does not go as planned, does it? Because Louis shows up drunk and it's like the most ridiculous thing ever. Let's talk about it.
0: Yeah, so the the Greshams... You know, Louis, after Sir Roger's death, goes back to London for a bit, then suddenly decides he's going to come back to Boxall Hill because after Frank and Mary get engaged, he kind of comes up with this idea that um, to
1: basically make them penniless, basically. I think that's his idea.
0: Revenge. yeah it's essentially just you know like his revenge plot or whatever because he wants to hurt frank and and this is a good way to do it and um he has a little bit more of a explanation as to why he does it which he gets into a little bit later but um at at this point he's just like decided that if he can't have mary he's gonna hurt her by hurting the people that she loves which is frank um and and the the gresham so he decides to come Yeah, he decides he's coming back to Greshamsbury. He's going to see the estate, and um, I think even though he doesn't explicitly say it in in his correspondence, the assumption is that he's going to call in the debts and get the estate and kind of just force the Greshams out so mm-hmm. Dr. Thorne being the saint he is decides he's going to go and warn the Greshams which I still think is really really sweet of him because yeah considering everything
1: did, love, yeah considering the stunt that Arabella pulled, yeah I agree with you for sure
0: yeah, yeah I mean like the squire is at least nice enough that you know I think he recognizes that what they're doing is not right but mm-hmm. he hasn't entirely stood up to his wife <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: so um, he, he's, he's a little bit culpable in the Whole thing, I agree. Um, Yes, it it, it's really. I think the bulk of the blame is just with Lady Arabella because she's not
1: idiot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I'm putting it lightly, Cass. No, I know. I feel a little bit mean calling her an idiot because again, I don't think she's like doing this to be like, to destroy any chance of Frank's happiness, but again, I think she has, like, this warped sensation of, like, what she actually thinks Frank wants, Mm -hmm. and, um, I think Frank is very insistent, like, no, 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 I want Mary, I want Mary, but she's just, like, no, of course you don't, like, you really want to save your family's, like, estate, and, like, this, you know, like, this, like, wealth that we've accumulated, and, uh, Mary is just an obstacle, and she's bewitched you into thinking all these things, and so, um, I, I don't think she's doing that intentionally. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, it's a little bit difficult to explain. It, it is but I, I
1: think like you in your words. I'd say it's a very nuanced situation because it's not easy, right? It's like she. It's like this family is used to living in that estate for for generations, and to suddenly have to give that up because of some bad for some bad fortune that they've had monetarily is kind of hard for anybody i'd imagine so i think i kind of understand but i'm also like dude this is your kid you
0: can't just yeah into
1: submission
0: yeah that's like the crazy part right that it's like i think you can sympathize with her being frustrated or afraid of what's to come because like this estate like you said has been in their family for generations and Mm -hmm. obviously it means a lot to them as a family because you know that's their home they've like built a life there raised kids there but the cost of saving it is your son's happiness Mm. so how can you ask him to give that up and like you know he's like the thing that I love about Frank which I think probably frustrated (laughs) Arabella is just that he's um so committed to like, just pursuing Mary that he's like, if I have to work, I'll work. And he's okay to take like, you know, a a smaller um, house. He's okay to like go into some sort of profession um, basically deal with all word. of
1: this deal with the consequences of all of this basically right. yeah I
0: agree yeah and and, and Lady Arabella is just not so it mm. like I think like you said it, it's nuanced um but it is still crazy that she's so hell-bent on like destroying her son's happiness Right, unintentionally. yeah. I, think, I, I, and I say it unintentionally because I genuinely don't think she sees it the way most no, people see. No, that's it, the like, thing. That's what makes happiness.
1: exactly. That's what makes this a nuanced situation, right? Because, like you said, I really, I, I do think that she wants her kid to be happy, and I do genuinely think that she does not dislike Mary. It, she doesn't. It's just that. Like Dr. Thorne pointed out, she did you know invite this child to her home whenever she could but then except when it was convenient for her not to while and I do falter for that bit that yeah. that specific bit again. I understand her concerns, but that does not excuse her behavior. That's all I can say about that. No.
0: Yeah, it it definitely doesn't. I mean, there's, I think there's a line between a mother's protectiveness and a mother's protection, and then just kind of taking that to like the extreme like she does Mm. and being like "All right, you're my son I love you so much I'm gonna do what I think is best for you and completely ignore your feelings because like Frank is a grown man like he knows Mm -hmm. at this point like if he's this committed to marry he's all in he knows what he wants just like I mean I don't know I think it's easy for us to say let him do it let him just marry the girl he wants but I think you know for the rest of the, the family it's not as simple I mean Beatrice is I think She, her outlook is kind of I think similar to I guess what a modern viewer would say because she's like he's not going to give her up and and I'd love him for it and just let him be happy but like Arabella is just like no I can't let this go because so much is at stake and I can't stop until i've exhausted every option tried everything Mm -hmm, and then you know if it fails after that then like it fails but i think she thinks there's still other options to try yeah 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 for sure and yeah other things to do and that she still has some slim chance of somehow talking frank out of this or convincing him that like this is not the thing he should be doing
1: yeah it's like i don't understand it but, I also kinda do. It's a weird combination here. I can't explain it um, it's very weird. yeah, um, but again the the dinner goes horribly because Louis is basically like a prick and he basically shows up drunk to be honest. Let's talk about all of that,
0: yeah, that whole scene was very cringeworthy for a number it was. of reasons. Uh, one because he like Dr. Thorne puts him up at his own house and he's like, I have yeah. to have him stay with us when he comes. And yeah. Louis already drinking at Thorne's house before this dinner where he's gonna yep. drink some more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also um he tries proposing to marry again. And oh he
1: does, yeah. I...
0: I remember watching it for the first time and being genuinely like concerned on her behalf, like because it yeah. was at a moment where Dr. Thorne had gone to his room to change and so it was yep. just mary and louie alone in like their sitting room and oh he's god like, yeah i know I what you mean we consider and it's like her uncle is a bear so like if he tries something which he's like you know sleazy enough to do at this point because he's drunk mm-hmm. um i don't know what mary can do but luckily dr thorne came in at that point but um, also, there's a bit that wasn't included in, in um, this three-episode version that mm-hmm. we saw, but was included in the four-episode four episode. cut, mm-hmm. which is um, one of the, the – uh, Dr. Thorne has um, a couple of uh, staff, and I think the housekeeper, Janet, at one point comes in – And tells him, I think this may be after the dinner, um, but if I remember correctly, there's a bit where she tells him that, like, she refuses to have Louis and his manservant at the house anymore because the manservant, like, Louis's right-hand man essentially, like, made a path or, like... I think I remember this.
1: School. I think he did yeah. assault one of them. I think I remember this.
0: Yeah. I think it was like a pretty dark thing because it was like implied that he yeah. like either assaulted and or potentially like raped a staff member at yeah. the house. Yeah, And it was like that's like no like he needs to go and and to yeah. his credit dr thorne is like i'll send him to a hotel and i'm like please like maybe send him to a police i don't know if people are safe with him yeah but, um yeah like there was that too so it's like you know Louis is not in a good place he also apparently does not have a really good right hand man so um that whole like scene right before the dinner was like very cringeworthy and then when you oh, find God, out yeah about what the manservant did, it's just like ultra creepy. It's like no oh god. Yeah. It's like dude, get yeah. get rid of him. <laughs> like shit. do not just just remove him. um But yeah, the fact that Louis drinks enough at Thorn's place and then essentially just goes to this super important dinner hammered is mind blowing to me. But that again, and he drinks like, there too. That's
1: the dumb thing. He he drinks more Louis, there as well. I, I think,
0: I think it's implied that he's like an alcoholic. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, the shoes, he issues, bro. He yeah, does. he's not. He's not entirely. Um, yeah. Sober, no, nope. most of the time you see him on screen, unfortunately. But, mm-hmm. um, again, I think you know, his dad was kind of an alcoholic as well. Oh God, um, yeah. not even kind of really, for all the scenes that we see him, he was an alcoholic. Um, he and was. He, it's what killed him, you know, let's be honest yeah exactly and I think Louis is just he, he hasn't had anybody really stand up to him and be like no we're cutting the drink now uh so he just keeps drinking and he drinks nonstop, and he drank at Thorn's place and then he goes to Greshamsbury and he drinks some more yeah. um and I Makes think a the Greshams of are also, too. <laughs> yeah the Greshams are in like a really tough position because like they kind of need to like make a good impression
1: uh, stay in his good graces all that stuff
0: yeah yeah like they they what's the term like they kind of like kiss up to him because yeah it's their future that's a, that's a nice way of
1: putting it i um, agree
0: and mm-hmm. i think louis doesn't need any of that so he can be however he wants and like the gresham just have to react accordingly but i think even without that element or like that aspect of it he's just drunk anyway so I think he just assumes like they'll deal with it or like it'll be fine I'm not going to be hammered because maybe to him <laughs> that state is not hammered but yeah it, you it, need it's to a reality check that boy yeah, but, yeah okay it's I know a what you really mean scene. usually it when is. I watch this show I always like skip that bit because it's like oh you know what's coming and it's just I mean again kudos to the actors they did a great job like really yeah. selling it mm-hmm. but um it's just there were so many things i mean like there's a bit where like literally when he's meeting the squire for the first time you know the squire's talking to dr Thorne, He's like, "Oh, this is so good of you like it's great that you brought him." my owe you so much and he's like well don't spend too much time saying your hellos to him because you know i'm only a baron after all and oh god and then, yeah. you know he as soon as he meets lady i Arabella, think he, he even tries to her. make a
1: pass at gus he I think he even tries to make a pass at Gus if I'm not wrong.
0: Sort of, yeah. I don't know if it's like a pass or if he makes like a dig. I think it's almost more like a dig because he's like, oh, I see, like, because he asks like, you know, I understand that neither of you are married and Gus is like, no, my sister's engaged to Mr. Oriole, Mm. but I'm not married and... and um he's like oh well then I see I should have to be careful because you know at a big party like this there's always at least one maiden who's looking for like a a husband husband and he makes a comment that makes Gus seem like a gold digger um and so like that's an insult you know he already insulted Lady Arabella as soon as he spoke to her he was rude to the squire and then you know during dinner he like brings up very personal information like that yeah like the specific amounts of money that each of them owes and you know this is considered you know a formal dinner they have company like I mean company is in like Mr. Gazebee is there and then they have um the Orioles so Patience Mm -hmm. and and her brother who uh Beatrice is marrying so I guess you know they're they're half family but still you know Patience um sorry not Patience uh Beatrice Beatrice. is formally married um so you know they're they're not quite joined just yet um Mr. Gazeby's not family but you know um, it's still uh, it's a, like you said it's, it's very, very cringeworthy
1: dude like I agree with yeah. you there it's kind of like although like you said kudos to the actor because that guy really sold it like I swear to god, oh, god. he was great
0: I don't yeah. remember who played Sir Louis but he was great as yeah. a character that you love to hate but yeah <laughs> yeah the character props to him like... for
1: that I, I <laughs> would still say props to him for that yeah, it yeah,
0: the, the whole it. cast was great. The cast yeah. was amazing, but it's like the character I you get second-hand
1: embarrassment, dude. That's the thing, oh,
0: right? So much, yeah. Because he just he keeps drinking and then he keeps saying like stupid stuff. And it's like, dude, like you're making a fool of yourself, and like the only reason these guys are embarrassed is because they know they have to like you know kiss essentially up just you. kiss his ass, yeah. <laughs> and like they have to play nice, and and because again, it's their future, it's their way of life at stake but mm-hmm. you know uh, i i don't like they sir louis could he could essentially do whatever he wanted and he kind yeah. of did by getting so drunk um and then um there's it kind of just comes to a point where dr thorne is like no all right that's it we're i'm going to get him out, out of here yeah yeah
1: basically like done absolutely i definitely agree with you there so there's that. And yeah, I remember that whole assault situation. Holy shit, that was pretty dark. I still, I remember that. But when I would I watched it here, I, I, I remember seeing it when we watched it on Amazon Prime, but then here it didn't make the cut or whatever in this version. I'm not sure why. But wow, yeah, there's all of that.
0: Mm. I, I, I think... Cause it, it's a pretty sensitive topic, and it can yeah. be triggering for a number of anybody. People I agree. Yeah. Mm. So I'm not, you know, surprised it didn't make the cut for the version that we just watched. But in the version that I originally saw, which was the four version, four yep. episode cut. No, I remember um, there was that scene, which was again also just very, very uncomfortable. When you actually started thinking about it, like those poor women, like they were. It was essentially just like the housemaid and I think the cook, and like they were yeah. at Doctor Thorne's house alone and like they Minding managed to their fend own him business. off yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um but like the idea that like as soon as you know dr thorne was away and as soon as louis was away um this guy i think his name was like joe or it was like jonas or something jonah yeah um he he just like made a move and like potentially hurt these women it's it just it, it's very uncomfortable to think about so it really um, is in a way, I'm glad it didn't it didn't pop up in this version, but I just wanted to mention that I, I think it was an A version. Um and like mm-hmm. when you consider that that may have been a thing too, it's just like there's just so much. It wrong is deeply with disturbing, and, and
1: not gonna lie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I no, agree. It's very disturbing.
0: Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it just makes it that much more, I think. Uh it's more of a relief than when you know they finally leave.
1: Oh <laughs> god, it, yeah,
0: you know dr thorne gets his house back mary's safe and um because i think the thing too with louis like the more drunk he gets it almost it's like it's creepy yes but it's also like in a way like almost predatory where I he's am- just like he just like he comes into yeah. the house and he's like he you know he talks to thorne and he's like oh yeah I, i'm like like thanks for inviting me or whatever now where's mary and like i'm looking forward to talking to her and i just like dude dude she said no <laughs> Leave the poor woman alone. She doesn't. Predatory want to
1: you. is the right word, dude. I. Uh, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Gives you the creep. It really does. No, no, yeah. no, no,
1: no. You're absolutely right. It's just like no, no, no. Just no. Right. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. And then there's also this whole thing about. It's just it, it, the whole the whole thing about now Louis being even more determined to, uh, you know making the Greshams give up their place to you know manages manage their debts or whatever. But let's talk about let's before we talk get to that, let's talk about Frank and Mary being complete idiots on the streets. Dude, you're engaged. I get it. You're happy. It's it's cute. But like yeah you know, I mean it's cute. Don't get me wrong. It's cute but they're being idiots.
0: Yeah no it, it was I mean, part of it was like a little bit of what of it was them being idiots, but then it was also just like them, them finally idiots, happy like,
1: about being able to do this sort of thing too, I guess. It's weird. Uh, I would say weird. Like bit it's more like it's more like oh finally you guys are you guys get to be idiots okay we get it it's kind of like
0: that you know that's it's like yeah like like they finally you know they're at this place where they both have acknowledged their feelings and they're happy yeah. and they're in love and they're engaged and like they just want to share a moment between the two of them but they keep getting yeah. interrupted but then it's also like you do realize that you are in public and frank yeah. like cornered mary as she was in the middle of like running errands errands right exactly dinner um, and he also like surprised her cause she didn't expect him to show up before this dinner, yeah. but he's like, no, I'm kind of here for like moral support, but it's also like we as viewers, I think, know cause it's kind of obvious that the only reason Louis is doing any of this is to like retaliate and to get back yeah. at Frank and then, um, indirectly the Gresham but it's like Frank no this is not helping (laughs) like your presence is not like honestly it would have been better if you stayed away probably Um, at least
1: until Louis was still here but that's the thing though Um, because Louis go ahead
0: yeah no sorry I was just going to say like Louis is also volatile enough that if Frank had stayed away he would have been like oh so Mr. Gresham thinks he's too high and mighty for me or that I'm beneath him does he (laughs) I'm just like dude yeah
1: he would take anything the wrong way to twist the situation to suit what he wants i i agree with you there but basically he basically he's made it clear to dr thorne that he wants to call in the gresham's debts and, and dr thorne relays as much to um the squire and frank overhears and i love how this uh conversation plays out because frank is like okay, if this is the case, let me go talk to him. If anyone knows what this whole thing feels like, it will be me. I know what this feels like. So, because I know, because he's, I know why he's doing this. If he's doing this because he's in love with Mary, I understand that better than anybody. So I can talk to him. I can, I'll see if I can talk him out of it. But unfortunately, he, it doesn't go as planned because Like you said, Louis is volatile, he's very volatile, and he is not going to listen to anyone, and although Frank does a decent job of pleading his family's case, Louis is not inclined to listen whatsoever, and like you said, every time we see Louis, he's either drinking or drunk, and this is not an exception, so let's talk about that, because this whole thing leads to something unfortunate um not something you would wish upon any character to be honest regardless of how mm-hmm. creepy they are but let's talk about yeah. it yeah
0: yeah I mean, there, there's a lot going on in, like that last episode but yeah I mean one of the things I love just to kind of backtrack a little bit but um when Frank initially kind of hears about because like Dr. Thorne and Esquire are talking and mm-hmm. you know Thorne mentions like I, I think you know it may have been a little bit of my fault that this whole thing is happening because he, I encourage Mary to stay at Bactal Hill and like just be there to to help and when Louis came into the picture you know she was already there and then he just kind of formed an attachment and mm. is in love with her yeah. now <laughs> and I love that the Squire is like oh well you know it's also our fault too because we drove her away and I, I love that as much as Arabella refuses to take responsibility for what she's mm-hmm. doing and what she's done the squire even though he doesn't necessarily stand up to her he's like he still admits it he's like it's our fault and you know we we drove her away there's not really any other way to like sugarcoat it um and he he kind of in his own strange way takes accountability and responsibility Mm. for what they've done and so I did like the scene even though it was a little bit bittersweet Mm. um, because it seems like they might genuinely lose their home he's like you know we forced Mary away and now we're kind of reaping the rewards or like we're reaping what we sowed um type thing so I appreciate it yeah (laughs) especially coming yeah. from a guy yeah oh, <laughs> I feel like yeah. about characters like just like not so much like the actor or like the script but just like based off of what it was like at that time period. and just oh for you know sure I agree you could make. Uh, if you had given me just like the cast of characters and like you know just told me like bits and pieces and asked me to guess like who would say that line I would not have guessed the spoiler Agreed. of what people
1: would say yeah uh-huh.
0: but um yeah, I mean there there's that <laughs> um him, you know, just kind of taking a little bit of responsibility and being like, Agreed. yeah, we drove her away. Yeah. And so now we kind of have to reap what we sowed. But um i also really do appreciate frank trying to play mediator and and Mm. going up to boxall hill to talk to louis and be like i get it if anybody knows like what it's like being in love with mary and not being able to act on it it's me because he's been dealing with that essentially his whole life almost Mm -hmm. and so i appreciated that he tried to appeal to Louis's better nature but again i don't know if louis has one because he's (laughs) volatile and just very reactive yeah um when he drinks he's like you can't really get through this. This he's not with a reasonable him. Person. yeah no um yeah he's not very reasonable um even at the best of times like even when he's mm-hmm. just like a little bit drunk or like buzzed or whatever I don't think he's a very reasonable person now he's kind of just fixated on this idea of like I have offered this girl everything she could want. And she refused and she me, so away. now
1: I have to get my revenge kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's, yeah, um, for
0: sure. And and he kind of sees, like, Frank as competition, and it's, like, um, he's not really your competition, dude. Like, he's just, he's in his own kind of, you know, world. And yeah. you're in your own world. And yeah. I don't really think those two Overlap much. I think the only real thing they have in common is like, I guess you could consider them both gentlemen by like virtue of their birth or like the birth. position that they have. Like, not
1: by not not by quality. So please don't. Yeah, not by yeah. behavior.
0: Certainly yeah. not. Like Louis is not like he, he hasn't earned that title. At all. No, definitely Frank not. Is it, but Louis, no. Mm. um But still, you know, I, I appreciated Frank. Like you know, trying to do too. the right
1: thing, or yeah. at least basically talk things over but it doesn't work and unfortunately louis storms off in a huff Uh, and again this is something i wouldn't wish upon any character because it's painful as hell because he decides to go horse riding when he's completely hammered and unfortunately horse riding is tricky even when you're sober I'd I'd imagine, not that I've ever gone horse riding, but I'd imagine that it's tricky even when you are sober. Um, And unfortunately for Louis, he basically takes a very hard fall, so much so that one of his lungs is completely punctured, which is like, ouch yeah and then and i'm putting this mildly but damn that's gotta hurt right that's not
0: yeah it's it, not yeah. i mean, i think a fall from any height mm-hmm. is not pleasant but to fall i think the thing is like he he was riding at incredibly quick speed, speed. Yeah. yeah and he was also riding through a wooded area yeah and he was not careful he was already drunk so you know his vision yeah. was impaired his senses yeah. were probably impaired yep. you know it's like the regency or victorian equivalent of like drunk driving yeah <laughs> drunk, basically driving riding. under the influence and, um, pretty much yeah yeah i think like he he hits his head against a branch and then yeah. like falls off the horse and then in the process somehow like punctures his lung so yeah it's yeah. a pretty miserable end um yeah, in in that regard but also it is just like i feel like not to put any blame on lady scatcher because she is really sweet and and she's um you know she really does seem like a, a really almost kind of wholesome
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh old lady but it, i i think louis was too strong-willed for her and so yeah. he was never kind of given certain disciplines and so he just like even like the drinking like he just drank and drank and drank and you know you, you see her a couple times like try and stop him but he's just like a bully so you know he doesn't oh, he listen is. to her he like yeah bullies her and um you know there, there's a it right before he go- like so he storms off because he's like I'm gonna go back to Mary and I'm gonna ask her again and see what she says and it's like dude this is third time just let it go you're not yeah. gonna get a different answer mm-hmm. um but he's like fixated on this idea of going back and asking Mary again yeah. yep. because you know Frank has tried to be like oh I'm sure Mary didn't mean anything but you have to understand like we've known each other longer she wasn't like making a like dating you exactly. by refusing you, and so Frank. I mean, uh, Frank Louis all of a sudden, like, all right, well now now I have to go and ask her and find out, and it's like, dude, stop. I know <laughs> you really don't. Exactly. But he goes anyway, and like he's yeah, he's hammered. He can't he should not be writing and yeah um but like nobody can stop him either because he's just yeah. so i think his like,
1: mom does try to stop him but he basically just shoves her and he, leaves
0: her and she falls and he leaves yeah and he's like, look at what you've made me do and it's like nobody made you do that and yeah. she was genuinely concerned about you yeah. and i don't think i think he's kind of been looking at it like like i think you said earlier that the way louis viewed it was like lady Statcher had more affection for frank than for him but it's yeah. like not really i mean her when louis first shows up i feel like her greeting is just as enthusiastic as it, it is, is for frank. she I runs mean- up to hug him basically she really does <laughs>
1: she's happy to see her kid yeah
0: yeah she hadn't seen frank in a very long time yeah um she hadn't seen louie in a long time either but she hadn't seen frank in longer so i think Mm -hmm. maybe there may have been a little bit more like you know her greeting may have been a little bit more effusive or um maybe it may have lasted a little bit longer with frank but it's by no means saying that she loves frank more and Mm -hmm. i mean she even says like between the two of them like i raised both of them for a period i could not tell you which i loved more um and so um yeah i think you Know, she I don't think she did any of that to kind of send the message to Louis that she disliked him or that Frank was her favorite but he's got this idea that he like Frank is her favorite mm. so anytime Lady Scatchard says anything he's like I'm just gonna ignore you because you're not you don't really mean anything you say but you see the scene of like Lady Scatchard trying to stop Louis from going horseback yep. riding while he's so plastered yeah and he just pushes her over and he's like look what you made me do and it's like I know nobody forced you to do that like you help her up that's your mother and she's old like don't just exactly but, no, he just he just leaves he just and, storms off um,
1: yeah yeah.
0: yeah, that was a pretty annoying scene to watch too because it's yeah. like Lady Scotch is so sweet. She's just trying to get by. Like, she doesn't deserve that. Yeah, she doesn't.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, but then again, no one deserves this kind of painful death. I. <laughs> I mean, as much as I don't like Lily as a character, he was a little bit of a dick.
0: It's still sad, you know? It's just... That's the thing that's um, a little bit hard, I think, yeah. about this story. In a sense, it's like... you, I think you can feel some sympathy for Louis but you obviously yeah. are not rooting for him you don't want him no. to end up with Mary or like to get the girl because he's done absolutely nothing to deserve it mm-hmm. not that you know she's a prize to be like given Agreed. to anybody or that, I know like, what you
1: mean you mm-hmm. know they just be handed
0: mm-hmm. to her but like obviously she has chosen Frank she has rejected Louis and multiple he, times he- yeah um but it is it's also sad too because i think you can sympathize with him a little bit and then to see him kind of go this way it's like well i i disliked him but i didn't want him like die such a kind of pathetic death. death. yeah yeah it's gruesome too but i think what's um really kind of sad is like the way um like you see, Louis go off on this kind of drunken horseback ride. He falls, and then I think the scene then cuts to like Thorne and Frank in Louis's room, yeah, like talking about him as he's like clinging to life. Oh god! And um, yeah, the way Thorn describes it is like um, uh, he tells Frank like to get Mary and have Mary bring him his like you know supplies and Thanks. stuff so he can mm. treat Louis. And then um, you know Frank is saying like oh, well, you know, so he says something and then Thorne comments, like, he won't be Sir Louis for long. And then he's like, there's no chance of him surviving because when he fell, he punctured a lung. So it's like, having Louis removed for the Greshams, I'm sure it's a huge relief, but in spite of all of that, I don't think they wanted him, or at least Frank. Um, I don't think Frank wanted him to go that way. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, Lady Arabella probably did, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Um, we are talking it's just, about that yeah, <laughs> but no, I guess, it's just, I'm going uh, to agree
1: with you but I, <laughs> I know what you mean but I also kind of find it sad that at the end Louis was like tell Mary I'm sorry I didn't mean to be offensive but if it, if she felt that I'm sure she felt that I was and I'm sorry so, again, this is when you kind of sympathize with Louis, but again, you cannot excuse how he behaved um, at all. So, it's kind of like. Yeah.
0: Also, like the thing is so, like, the thing with Louis is that it's also a little bit hard to kind of fault him for everything because mm-hmm. he doesn't know Mary is his cousin. Yeah. Thorne has never revealed that information to anybody yeah. except Sir Roger, mm-hmm. and um, he's protected Mary. And and rightfully so for a number of reasons he's like yeah. kind of kept that information um, very close to, yeah. to his heart and obviously not divulged it to anybody but it's also mm-hmm. like it's kind of boorish and like I don't know like just kind of creepy as Louis's character is it is a little bit hard to like place one hundred percent of the blame on him because oh, yeah. he doesn't know that his cousin I, I wonder like if he knew if he would stop pursuing her but Thorne never yeah. reveals that information and again I think it's probably good that he didn't because I feel like if Louis knew he would just blab it to everybody in like a drunken state he would just be like oh yeah marry my cousin <laughs> um clearly I can't do drunken impersonations but um <laughs> I know uh,
1: what you mean though you, you, can't, you, made a, you make a good point but I think Thorne had very good reasons to not tell everybody about this because again oh, how no, would I it totally affect agree. Mary I think, how would it affect how everyone views her uh, again which is kind of like
0: yeah. it's. I think like we've been saying for so many things it's a very nuanced situation mm. it's really hard to fault Thorne for not disclose that information because mm-hmm. it would make Mary's life very difficult and uh, through no of fl- her own I mean she can't choose who she's born to who her connections were like you know her relatives were all of that yeah. um, so it's not fair to kind of burden her with that
1: mm-hmm. or like
0: saddle her with that mm-hmm. and it's not fair for the world to kind of work like that but you know that's the yep. world that they live in and they kind of unfortunately just have to make the best of it mm. um, but also it's like as again it's like annoying of a character as louis is he, he i mean i think you could still place a lot of the blame on him i just don't know if you can place all of the blame on not him all of I it
1: but most of it know. yeah i i'm inclined yeah.
0: to <laughs> yeah most of it yeah no absolutely i am too but it's like a little teeny tiny portion of it is like not his fault but like a very small percentage like maybe one percent of the blame <laughs> like not on him because mm-hmm. he didn't know Mary was his cousin, and maybe if he knew he wouldn't keep pursuing her so much. But that's um, for but another time. Days, that's a one-in. Yeah, I feel like I feel like in those days maybe it was more common for them to kind of marry relatives. <laughs> um yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't know. But the to but it is interesting because he dies short of his 30th birthday, which <laughs> leaves i wouldn't call it a predicament but it is somewhat of a situation and we'll get to that in a little bit because there's also something going on with gus and alexandrina as well because gus is basically hoping that i mean gus is telling alexandrina that hey i really like Gatsby, and he says he likes me and i think it'll be really cool if, because I mean I don't know what happened with Moffat and I don't care but I think I like Gatsby too. I think I might as well you know take this chance or whatever And Alexandrina's being all coy and he's like and she's being like she's trying to discourage Gus from accepting this man's proposal which I found really weird. What do you think of that?
0: I think it's it's very sad for alexandrina i think she's she's kind of like in some ways she's like louis where she's been given this like title and she's like Mm -hmm. given this position of like i I mean she's a countess's daughter she's wealthy and i think she thinks she's got good looks and the only like you know her 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 mom is a countess her dad Mm -hmm. is i'm assuming a count and Mm -hmm. you know even though gus is her cousin it's like gus is only a squire's daughter you know they're they're not as quite high on the social ladder, as yeah, she I family. know what you mean. Yeah, so um, I think she thinks that maybe she's entitled to certain things just based off of her position, but it's kind of obvious that she also just hasn't been getting certain things. Like she's not married; she's uh, apparently it seems like she's had no offers
1: mm-hmm. of
0: marriage, and I think. At this point, it's like Beatrice is engaged. Mary Thorne, who for no reason Alexandrina has just kind of perceived like as the enemy. This, yeah, exactly. Yeah, is engaged to her own cousin, and he's mm-hmm. so hell bent on it, and it's like causing all these problems for their family. And her mom mm-hmm. is like getting involved in stuff, and like, yeah. you know, that's a thing. And like, um I, I think, um, I think even doesn't Patience get engaged at some point, Patience Oriole? doesn't she end up engaged or married or something i'm not sure i can't remember all the details i Um, but yeah it's like all around her all these people are like getting engaged and, you know entering into like matches or whatever and so I think she's starting to realize like oh shoot, she left I'm out I've got like nobody yeah, yeah so like when Gus kind of reveals this information that's like hey Mr. Gazebee made this offer of marriage to me mm-hmm. and I'm thinking of accepting mm-hmm. Alexandrina's like oh no I can't have this like it's bad enough that, like, Beatrice is getting married. Mary Thorne, of all people, is getting married. But, like, now for Gus to, like, also be engaged or, like, getting married, like, that's too much. And so she does this super manipulative thing of, like... Oh Gus, you can't marry him because you know he's just a worker. And like, what would Papa say if he found out that his nephew was gonna be just like an estate worker or something? Mm -hmm. And so she makes it seem like, oh, it's not really, you know, me, it doesn't matter what I say, but think of my family. Like, do you really think it would be acceptable and this and that? And then in the end, Gus is like, Oh, okay, I see what I have to do. And it's so frustrating to watch that scene because it's like, this is your life. Like you should not be letting Alexandrina dictate what you should and shouldn't do. Exactly. Um, and, and so, yeah, it is really sad, especially when you find out, like at the end, like there's a there's a moment where you know we'll everybody's talk about talking it. about, we'll talk about and, it, and, and <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm saving it for a bit but there's, there's a really yeah. sad there's a moment at the end that makes this so much sadder when you realize what yeah. happens and it's just like oh gosh no I know um, and especially really? after you know like everything that happened with Mr. Moffat yeah. um it, it's it's kind of sad to see Alexandria go that way because it's like Moffat was not a great guy for Gus nope, um nope. and they were both purely in it you know for you know financial benefits, reasons
1: like, i'd say yeah, but i know um, what
0: you mean financial reasons on on her part but like like i think like miss dunstable had in like an earlier episode like uh moffat wanted the gresham's breeding and like their social status yes. as much as they mm-hmm. wanted his money and so like, great parties were looking to kind of get some benefit from their mm. alliance or union whatever, whatever you want you to
1: call
0: it, call it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but um you know Alexander is like, Moffat, I didn't like, but at least he had money. But, like, Mr. Gazebee what does he have? And it's like, mm-hmm. she likes him. Just let the poor girl be. Like, I mean, yeah. she went through this horrible ordeal where she was supposed to marry, like, another kind of idiotic guy thankfully she didn't have to marry him and then you know she was sad for a bit now she's finally like you know recovering Move on. Happy. yeah exactly you know, why would you try and destroy that but I think Alexandrina uh, is also just like a little bit kind of spiteful oh, in a sense it's and like jealous think,
1: in a weird way I think
0: yeah, yeah I, I genuinely think it's just like she's just so annoyed and or afraid that everybody else is getting married before her mm-hmm. and she's all alone that she's just like no, no no this can't happen like this is the final straw and yeah. so she talks poor Gus out of um accepting Mr. Casey's proposal and I'm yeah. just like that's such a rude thing to do. Yeah like it's one thing if he's like a genuinely bad guy but from what we see on screen he seems like a really nice guy um mm-hmm. a little bit older maybe but like you know and he's not I don't think he was like I actually don't know how old Gus is, but I think it's they're in like their early twenties. Yeah um, and so, Agreed. um, it's not like he was going after her when she was like 15 or something. <laughs> so, it's like if she's happy, if she's okay with it. If he's happy, he's okay with it. And you know, it's all age appropriate and like consensual and all that. Like, why yeah. would you try and deny your own cousin her happiness? But yeah, I know, Alexandrina, just for some stupid reason is just like, oh no, Gus, you can't marry an estate worker. And so poor Gus is like, all right, well, I'm, thank you for giving me this advice. Now I know what I need to do. And <laughs> so watching that scene, I was just like internally Gus, just like raging. No. I was like, no, Gus, oh. stop it. Don't listen to her. Like, honestly, Alexandrina has not given one good piece of advice the whole show. No. <laughs> and it's just like, just, just ignore her. Like, I know she's your cousin, but also it's like your life. She's not going to live it for you. Just do what you think feels right.
1: Yep, I agree with you there. I absolutely do agree with you there. That was really mean of her. I it's it like was, yeah. it's just really sad to see. But then let's also talk about because I think there's a lot going on here. Because while um, while Doctor Thorne was attending Louis. Lady Arabella and Lady de Courcy decide to pay Mary a visit, unfortunately. Let's talk about that because nothing good can come out of this nonsense.
0: No, it's also just really sad that, like, in those days, they didn't have cars or public transportation, so they had mm-hmm. to take carriages and, like, you know, coaches and things to get from yeah. point A to point B. Yep. And Lady Arabella calls her sister in law from. I'm assuming Corsi Castle mm-hmm. to come to Greshamsbury right before um Frank's return from school. Yeah. To like kind of intervene. Mm-hmm. And, and there's like a bit where um she's she and Alexandrina come, come by and, and Alexandrina's like, I don't see what you can do. And she's like, Well, when is Frank supposed to come back? And then Beatrice is like, Oh, this evening or tomorrow morning or very soon is the answer and she's like oh now I see the urgency and it's it seems like literally like she comes to Gresham's and then as soon yeah. as she can, she and Arabella make a beeline for Thorne's place. Yeah. And then they corner Mary and, and they try and talk her out of it again for like the umpteenth time. But I think this time, maybe because her sister in law was there, and you know, the Countess is she she's not Lady Catherine de Bourgh, but she's she's a pretty formidable woman in her own way. I think. Oh, god, yeah. Um, I think they both kind of feel emboldened by each other and like having mm. each other there, and they kind of start like really... I think, they take, I think they tag team her unfortunately there, there's yeah. no other way of putting it and also like the thing that was like really annoying is like in I think previous instances uh, Lady Arabella was like you can't marry Frank you can't f- marry Frank think of what it means for like us and like think of what it means yeah. um, for him but like this time she I think is slightly more manipulative maybe unintentionally mm-hmm. but she's still manipulative and she's like she she has this line about she's like is the woman who loves him the one that holds on to him come what may or the woman who understands what his like real duty is and like yeah, lets oh him my go god and still loves him or something like she frames it in such a way where it's like if you really love him you'll let you him let go, him go. Thing. oh my god and that is um, so dumb it, but yeah I know it's dumb mean. but also it's just super frustrating because it's like Mary had to kind of overcome these like internal roadblocks or like these mental roadblocks that she put, had put in, for her so let's be honest yeah yeah like she had kind of started believing some of the things and you know i think dr thorne giving her some insight into her past didn't help either mm-hmm. not that he ever did it you know with malicious intent or anything i think he just she wanted her to he know the truthful. truth yeah exactly right. yeah um but you know i think like you said she kind of put these like certain pressures or, or, or certain things on herself and so she was like at one point she's like i'm not worthy of frank i can't ever be worthy of him so i'm not going to pursue this any further and then yeah after all of that frank is still there still saying like i love you i don't care and then she's finally like all right fine screw it we're gonna do this thing and then for lady Arabella exactly. and the countess to come in at like the last hour and be like so shut up and I- I let it go talk. yeah yeah it's just so frustrating because it's like she doesn't deserve that um, no one deserves and, that like yeah, sure and and it's worse too because i think like lady arabella at one point is like oh mary's such a good girl or whatever and then she kind of She's she's only willing to admit that when Mary does what she wants, but she still admits it, and it's like, yeah, she is a good girl, so she doesn't deserve you trying to meddle with her life. And yep. um, oh, for sure, to, like, yeah, not to like connect everything back to Pride and Prejudice, but um, uh-huh. there's there's a thing in Pride and Prejudice where when um Lizzie is talking, I think to Lady Catherine de Burg, she's like, I'm I'm. She says something like I'm only going to live my life in a way that like makes me happy and only me and not anybody so unconnected to me like you and Lady Catherine is, of course, just like in a tizzy. She's like, "No, no, no, like, do you know who I am? And it's like she doesn't. That is an iconic
1: scene, yo. I will never forget it. it. That was iconic. Like, holy shit. It is.
0: It's such an iconic scene. But I was kind of hoping that Mary had like that sort of reaction where she's like, no, like what you guys say has no bearing on my future and my life. And I really just wanted her to stand up for herself for like a second. Mm -hmm. But also, it's hard when you know you're being tag teamed and you're being told, like, if you really love him, what you say you do, like, why aren't you doing? these things and they kind of frame it in a way where it's like look we get you love him but consider everything Frank is giving up to be with you and consider what he's gaining out of being with you and they kind of frame it in like a way where it seems like as maybe like well-intentioned as mary was accepting in accepting proposal, he was making him um, settle
1: for something less than what he was owed kind of thing
0: that's what that's yeah. how and that's so how it's very yeah it is and oh it's my very God, depressing sure. yeah. yeah it's very depressing because like mary ultimately goes through with their plans and finally at like the end she's like i'm i'm not like I'm, i can't do I'm it i'm done I'm done. yeah and she's, and, and yeah. so after sir louis dies and you know things are kind of in flux because nobody knows other than dr thorne nobody knows who like the new heir is going to be nobody yeah. knows what's going to happen to the gresham's estate yep, yep, um yep there's there's a moment where um dr thorne after you know they they have lady scattered over because you know obviously it's a pretty uh difficult time for her she lost her husband then her, and only her son. son um so you know they, they have her over to you know i guess keep an eye on her and offer her some comfort and something yeah just really keep an eye on difficult her, like time yeah, yeah so i think person. dr thorne at that point he does tell her the truth about mary's birth and then um right after that Mary kind of drops the bombshell where she's like I've given Frank up and it's like why like you've done this so many times before and what's going on yeah um and and Dr. Thorne is I, I love too that like he's so calm and collected about things whereas I feel like if I were him I'd be like what like just It to Lady Arabella and the Countess and just marry him anyway out of spite but he's just so calm and collected about it he's like um Mary's like I'm not going to change my mind don't try and make me change my mind and he's like well sleep on it I think you'll change your mind in the morning (laughs) um but also I love that he there's a bit where he's like um Mary mentions that she's ultimately giving Frank up and and Dr. Thorne's like, well, what did Frank say in there? He's like, well, he refused to, to, or like he was stubborn and he didn't agree or he refused to listen, but we're going to do it anyway. And I'm like, again, I just love that Frank is so, so committed to her. It's super sweet. It Um, is. Not something you see very often in period pieces mm-hmm. or at least the ones I've seen like the two characters are in love but like it, it, the, the whole story is about like them getting there um oh, God, but it responds, yeah. like it starts with them in love and the whole thing is kind of about them in a way like fighting for their love um and then agreed fighting for like the right to like marry Be together Kimberly, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um not that the other stories aren't but you know this one is just it's, it's different at least as far as all the period pieces I've seen no <laughs> so it was I just really definitely nice to agree see, um even though Frank wasn't like featured in that conversation like he's not part of it it was just nice to see like even then even after everything the, the countess and Lady Arabella had tried Frank is just like no we're not doing this Mary like it doesn't matter what they say We're still going through with it, but Mary's like, no, no, no. You know, I've given him up, and we're just gonna go our separate ways. And he'll he'll come around. And it's like,
1: after (laughs) all this time, do you really think he'll come around, child? Do you really believe that he let you go this easily?
0: like I know it's like so like yeah they were separated for all that time when he was off at Cambridge and you know she was at Boxall Hill and they Mm -hmm. were they were forcibly kept apart thanks to Lady Arabella and Mm -hmm. um he says like in that time nothing changed for him if anything you know it's like the old saying absence makes the heart grow fonder it's like he (laughs) just fell more in love with her and it's like I don't think your plan is going to work Mary for a number of reasons but also Frank is just like you know he's his words he's in too deep he can't yeah he's like i can't there's nobody else at this point so um gotta gotta love him for that but yeah dr thorne just like sleep on it We'll we'll talk about it in the morning type thing and um what follows is one of my favorite themes in the whole we'll we'll
1: talk about that because there's (laughs) something dr thorne tells the squire about this and i love the squire's answer too because he asks um Apart from, um, uh, uh, what, what are your real objections to Mary being Frank's wife? And, and the squire is just like, simply put, what would they live on? It, it's not going to be easy. And uh, as much as I hate it, he's being very pragmatic about it. And I kind of get that. That I understand. He's like, what would my son live on? What would they live on? It would be a hard life for them, considering they won't have a decent income to, you know, support themselves or whatever. Which I kind of get. That's something I can, you know, sort of understand. And I love how Doctor Thorne is like, if that's the case, and if that's the case, then, uh, and and you have no objection to her birth or anything. He's like, eh, I'm, and I love how the squire was like, no, I'm in no position to, uh, you know, judge that. And also money basically, you know, takes care of a lot of those kinds of problems. So I kind of don't see the point in faulting her for the circumstances of her birth. <laughs> and I love how Dr. Thorne is like, yeah, if that's the case, then Mary's should have been washed quite clean. She's like, okay done and then that's when that's when he gives the squire the surprising news that mary was roger Scatcherd's niece and has inherited all of his property every single thing and i love
0: uh when you consider i think he says like her fortune is approaching like half a million pounds which like by those standards like there's like a lot of money yeah so i don't remember i think think that this takes place in like the mid to late 1830s if I remember correctly and I think Pride and Prejudice took place in like the Regency era which was like the late 1700s early 1800s I could be wrong on that but I remember um somebody did like a conversion because the the big thing about Pride and Prejudice was like that Darcy had like 10,000 pounds a year and somebody converted that to modern currency and Mm -hmm. it was like a couple million bucks like it was it was Nothing to sneeze at. It was like a few yeah million. Yeah, that's um, a lot. and, that's, and so, that's still yeah, a lot of money. So assuming, yeah. yeah, assuming that like this takes place around the same time. Um, if Mary has a half a million pounds, she's probably the modern equivalent of a billionaire. Like she mm-hmm. is filthy rich. And I love the way that, like, like you said, Dr. thornwood would like um like the, the squires like trying to figure out like like what this means and and he's like you mean that like she like we owe her now and he's like yeah like yeah three Boxall all hill um and like all this other stuff is, is hers and and i love that, that the squire is like he's so almost happy about it because obviously Mary's not you know a, a vindictive person and she's not going to try and do anything and so yeah. if they say like please let us stay in, in our house she'll be like of course it's your house um, but I love yeah. his reaction where he just like starts like laughing like properly laughing no he no really but first his, he's like um, tell he my says, wife like, go yeah,
1: tell he's my like, wife
0: stop in and tell my wife say I sent you and then break the news to her and I love the way that Thorne does it too because he goes in to yeah. see Lady Arabella and he's like how are you she's like I'm not feeling well uh, the Countess is with her and she's like oh lady arabella is very tired and we can't talk right now and he's like oh no no i understand but you know i just came to offer my apologies because i understand that mary's going to give frank up and they're like for a moment they're like yes like it finally worked and then he's like no i'm just sorry that you know we i like, wanted be be like, yeah. you know, and then you hear her scream <laughs> like some and she's like what do you mean and then like it cuts to like dr thorne leaving and then lady Arabella just screaming in the background it's my favorite scene you in know the what show. That reminds uh-huh. me of i'll tell you that, that if, if you guys remember
1: watching sense and sensibility i yes. think there's a scene where fanny just screams that loud when lucy Steele tells um fanny that she was engaged to her brother <laughs>
0: yeah no that's, is, that's totally what it reminds it me too that
1: use. manic it is literally that manic and I love it I absolutely love it right and and this is when Dr. Thor is just like smiling like he has this smirk and then he's just like I'm out bitch I'm out I'm not doing anything else and he's just he just goes away and then it's just
0: hilarious too. like there's a there's a scene right after this where then it's like him breaking the news to mary and like telling her yeah. like the complete story because he had told her like the general truth but he had obviously omitted you know the things about sir roger being her yeah. uncle and sir louis the being her first cousin yeah, and the inheritance all and all of that mm. So like at this point he tells her properly he's like this is like all of this is yours and plenty more um and 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 you know they get a call of course from lady arabella and squire yeah. and frank uh and and dr Thorne's like you don't have to see them if you don't want to and mary is just looking at him with, like that's really mischievous look like oh yes i do like oh, we yeah, need to do I, this I, I, I and do i love that like lady arabella just like it's, she's so transparent but it's still so funny she comes in and she's like mary my own child <laughs> I know she she oversells it she tries to oversell it and you're like bitch please stop hilarious though it's like it is hilarious how many episodes just you know like pounding this poor girl for having feelings that like you know one their feelings she can't really control them you know it's not again it's not like something Mm -hmm. you can turn on and off um and and you know she could do worse than your son but she spent how many episodes just being like a total dick to her and now you're like my own child (laughs) there's a bit where she's like um she she's like Mary's like well you know Lady Arabella I gave Frank up because you told me to and yeah um and Frank like, is, no, is like, standing right
1: there being a little shit and he's like yeah you know what I'm gonna let her have this I'm gonna let her have this moment I like,
0: but I love that he she's like um she's like I you know I always wanted this to work out if circumstances have been different as if she and now hadn't been forcibly keeping them apart shut up but I think also too there's a bit where um, she's like Frank I order you to marry this charming girl and it's like he's like you, you order,
1: order me? me and then I love how the squire is like like dude stop you know what stop let them let them deal with this let's just get out of here we 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 can That's cool it's really sweet now they're fine and now the and then and then i love how mary's like so do you do you intend to follow your mom's order or orders and he's like yeah I do i, I, I kind of want to unless you don't so it's like it, 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 it.
0: To talk about it <laughs> there's that's a really sweet bit where like right after that like during that conversation where Mary's like do you intend to follow your your mother's orders um Frank is like yeah of course if you'll let me or if you'll have yeah. me or something yeah. to that effect and Mary's like well I was planning to go away and then I know it, it I think I know what you depending meaning. on the yes. how you word it could be a little creepy but he's like well I would have pursued you to the ends of the earth <laughs> it sounds like you but um you know if you take that why out of context, are all I'm our pairings creepy. like
1: this? Why are all our pairings like this? I
0: I don't know. Is um it... I can actually think of some that are not, but yeah, um, but there are life. some
1: that do. That we have seen yeah. instances and it's kind of
0: oh, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I know but what like, you mean. Yeah. It, it's just it's it's um it's sweet super sweet crazy it's just, yeah it's there's no sweet. other way to put it <laughs> yeah but yeah they finally you know like they work it out and then of course you know finally 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 they uh, have the wedding they get married. Oh, yeah my God. and then um we get this really it's like like kind of comedic but also just kind of like oh no type of scene where yeah. um that like at the end you know they're talking about i think dr thorne and, and lady Arabella are talking about like how happy
1: mm-hmm. everything
0: is and how everybody got their happy ending but then yeah. you see like she mentions like there's a cut to gus and she's like oh and alexandrina and mr caseby are getting married and gus is just fuming in the background oh, and it's like yeah. oh you poor girl but also also mr Gatsby is a dick because if you really loved gus you would not go to the next woman that easily
1: exactly
0: um, so that's all i have to say on that like i thought no he no nice i agree I saw, like, with you last scene yeah. i was like oh you are a jerk Yep. <laughs> um clearly he. i don't know i mean the thing is like so gus probably had some money i don't know how much but like at the point where he met her i think she was like on she was like on her it was almost like the Greshams were on their way out like he was called in mm-hmm. to basically help them find ways to like make money so that they could pay off their exactly debts. yeah So yeah, I'm assuming yeah. he knew that they didn't have a ton of wealth and they weren't you know super super wealthy like mm-hmm. yes there was money but not a ton of it Agreed. so i assumed that he genuinely liked gus if he was proposing to her and maybe some of it could have been like you know he was a little bit older and so he needed to find a wife and like settle down because yeah in those days they had like you know certain standards and if you weren't married by a certain time Mr. It was, Collins like,
1: vibe it gives you Mr. You know, Collins yeah.
0: vibes yeah, nice I know you mean. Mr. Collins yeah well maybe not nicer but he's like less bumbling that's for sure mm-hmm. um, but I genuinely thought he was like a decent guy and then you see at the end that he's just like immediately just seemed to pivot to Alexandrina and it's like dude that is just really sad and so rude to Gus like the poor girl was happy her cousin did her dirty yep. um, and yeah, it was just it was just kind of depressing but then you know then there's like this the, the really cute like wedding dance where Mary and Frank have their first dance with husband and wife yeah and, um, everybody's dancing including um lady Scatcherd is dancing with like a much younger guy which is very um, which nice. it was really funny it's nice to <laughs> it's see cute, that she's yeah.
1: got her. That she's okay kind of thing that's what i
0: yeah um i think you know as much as she loved her husband her son i think they did put her through the ringer like they were not easy people to to love and to take care of
1: Mm -hmm. but i
0: I mean she did it she did it for so long and so it's like props to her because if i had been in her shoes i may have run out way before um i would have had the patience you're
1: absolutely right i
0: agree um uh, there's also this little bit at the end with um Dr. Thorne and Miss Dunstable. And so it's like also kind of implied that like they may start seeing more of each other, slash being together. Um, but this I love is that, interesting, like, But okay, okay, it, okay. I yeah, see the Dr. I mean, Thorne. I see you. <laughs> it, it just seems kind of nice that, you know, because I think the thing was like obviously, you know, Miss Dunstable is pretty aware that anywhere she went there would be like a gaggle of suitors just following Mm -hmm. her um but dr thorne kind of calls her out on it he's like well you know i think you came to england less for like you know the hunt and more for like the lore and she's like well what do you mean he's like well with you with the lore, i sense there's like a lot more i forget like the exact quote that he says but you know he just basically talks about how it, it's as much a game for her as it may be for like some of these men buying for her attention mm-hmm. but you know she knows what she wants and so she's just kind of toying with all these people um and and so he kind Which of I to, like, through for, it. Man? like I, yeah, I mean her honestly for. like yeah props d- mean, that would... bit,
1: like serious props but yeah okay
0: yeah because it would be so easy right to have all that money and just like the first guy that like promises you the world be like oh of course like I'll marry you but it's like she she, I think the the cool thing was like she knew her worth and she wasn't gonna settle for anybody less Mm. than deserving of her um but also I just love to like all of her interaction with Frank where he was like so open and he's like you know my aunt thinks I'm trying to propose to you right now but I'm not and uh she's like well don't do it then like just you know you love who you love and propose to her and no one else and so I really liked that too about Miss Dunstable as a character but yeah it's nice to see her get her happy ending too um and to see um dr thorne kind of get his happy ending as it were so yeah mostly happy endings all around except for poor gus who is
1: who i hope she has so. her happy ending at some point that's all I can say about
0: that it's it's really interesting because like when I first the first time I watched the show when I started the show I didn't like her in episode one I was like oh she's annoying Mm -hmm. uh it's like it kind of she kind of gave the vibe of like the the evil stepsisters in Cinderella who are just kind of like snooty and like stuck up and it seems like they don't really care about you know anything else beyond themselves but she over the course of the series she grew and she wasn't just the snooty step up character like she was more nuanced and you know there's different sides to her and all that so it's nice to see like uh i think to, or nice to kind of have any preconceived notions that i made <laughs> <Just like destroyed. laughs> never uh, judge
1: a book by its cover they always say so let's take yeah, that
0: exactly <laughs> to
1: heart but no I'm,
0: I'm totally with you um totally hoping that she finds happiness at some point because she deserves it probably more than alexandrina who's been really rude (laughs) and here's hoping um, that she
1: gets her happy ending
0: that's all i can say about that alexandrina mellows out and becomes nicer and learns not to be so manipulative and mean Mm -hmm. hopefully mr daysby teaches her that but um yeah hoping gus gets her happy ending too because she also deserves it
1: agreed definitely Definitely. And with that, guys, we bid farewell to Dr. Thorne. I hope you enjoy, we hope you enjoyed this discussion as much as we did because we really enjoyed the story. And like we said, it should be available on some platforms uh, for you to purchase or rent on demand. So look for it on Google movies and TV. You should be able to find it if you get the chance. And next week we will be back with something really special because we're looking at Miss Marvel. So we are super excited about that. We are. This series has been yeah. amazing. We cannot yeah. wait to discuss it with you guys. So next week, look forward to our episode on Miss Marvel. Thank you for sticking with us, and like we said, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you. <sighs>
0: As always our lovely theme song is Water Lily by the 126ers. The Nerdy Podcasts podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify and Google Podcasts and you can follow us online at nerdy-podcasts.tumblr.com or at nerdypodcasts.wordpress.com.